We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We know that Jerry Krause is going to get booed. If I would have said to you Friday morning, they're going to put Jerry Krause's name and face on the jumbotron mm-hmm. and say the name jerry Krause in front of twenty thousand people on a friday night at 9 p.m do you think some people will loudly boo him what would you have said uh, i would have said yes because it, it, it is widely thought that jerry and jerry pushed the dynasty out the door and of course the last dance the last dance being done in michael jordan's production vision wait what now this is all going to be in my upcoming documentary the last dance but like here's the way i feel about it thanks for that speaks uh, you got it thank yeah. you for not not derailing me when i spit it out but i want to make sure we circle back to it but we're going to bring that back right and pushed the dynasty out the door. Let's freeze it right about now. Go ahead and roll it. Of course, the last dance. The last dance. How, how about unless they're a war criminal, don't boo dead people. Not how it works. And George, like, even if gone. they are a war criminal, like when George Bush dies, George W. Bush dies eventually. I don't want to boo him. <laughs> I, Make sure you put those paintings criminal. up first. Yeah, put, put the paintings of the I, dogs up first. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, I mean of Ukraine. We'd arrive at the practice facility. It's our first official meeting as a team. Get the team handbook, laminate on the front page. Flash. The last dunce. So I called it the, the last dunce. We go for one, two, three. And here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. We really had nothing going on during COVID when the whole world was just locked in and glued to the last dunce. It's true. We needed more entertainment options at the time. I got to say, I've never worn a dunce cap, but... Uh, I'm thinking this should be something we bring back. We could do it as a show. Dunce of the day. Yeah, or a station or a society. Like, if you're the dumbest person in the room and we all agree that you are, Mm. you have to wear a tall cone of a cap and go stand in the corner. I mean, that seems constructive, doesn't it? So when it's me, you, Lawrence, and Dan in transition, I just have to wear a dunce cap every day? Is that what you're saying? I didn't say you. (laughs) Although you appointed Lawrence the smartest. That was was is. Dude. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. See, I, 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 I bristled. I'm smart. I you, you did bristle. I'm smart enough to realize. I'm, this is, again, practical intelligence. I'm not talking about a test taking. I'm not talking about IQ. Yeah. I'm talking about among the four of us, three of us 
have experienced and suffered these subarctic conditions, uh-huh. and one of the four of us has missed all of it yeah. in 70 degrees in sunny Arizona. Dude, two blocks walking back from the grocery store today, and, like, my fingers were getting so numb I had to switch hands with the bag. I was carrying one bag, you know, with yeah. gloves. But And I didn't have to switch because it was heavy. You know, if you do that sometimes. No, it was just my fingers were numb from being exposed that long. In so you gloves. Were, you, in gloves, yeah. Yeah, in gloves. yeah just ridiculous. And, and at one point, like, my thighs were cold. And I'm like, I should have worn two pairs of long johns. Like, what the hell? I don't know. I don't, I don't have what it takes to dress for these times is what I'm saying. We're soft. <laughs> That's what we're saying. And yet, last night. As we watched the movie about the Ecuadorian plane crash that killed so many rugby players. That's a fun movie. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Norris. Society of the Snow. I said to Christine, I would have made it 61 days. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's yeah. ridiculous. You didn't make it two blocks from Mariano's. I know. You were I at know. a grocery store walking to your heated home <laughs> in Wong John's. I know. And I know. you said you would have survived the plane crash and 61 more days? Well, it's because he would have jumped out before the plane crashed. We know that's what, <laughs> oh, what they, you're yeah, supposed that, to do. That's what you're that's supposed right. to do. That's, that's right. right. And I see the plane going down, Shane. I would have wisely grabbed one of the many accessible parachutes <laughs> and I would have gone to safety. You would have found doubt. out there was no cheese and grapes and you would have been out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you would have sacrificed yourself for the others. Just There's no me. shirt. Charcuterie tray. I will not be crashed with you. Hell no. But yes, yeah, sixty-one days, dude. Are you kidding me? I before I had LASIK uh, surgery, I used to think about it every day. That if I was Chuck Nolan in Castaway, in Tom Hanks's character, I was like, yeah. even if I survived the plane crash and made it to the island, I wouldn't be able to survive because I wouldn't be able to see. Oh god, that was sad. what drove me to the LASIK surgery. I thought about yeah. the movie Castaway. Every single day. I was like, as soon as I was done with that pair of contacts, I'd be blind and I'd be dead. Uh, Are you a Twilight Zone guy, Danny Parkins? Were you a Twilight Zone kid? No, I was not. Uh, One of the best episodes ever. Time enough at last. Burgess Burgess Meredith. All he wants to do is read. He hates people. And he, the world, like there's some kind of catastrophic thing to end all of society, except it's him in the library. Like, and and he's going to be able to just read all the books and he breaks his glasses. Oh, spoiler see. alert. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my I God. mean, I figure I could spoil one Twilight Zone episode from the 50s. I think I'm okay. <gasps> but I didn't know. I think that Robert that... Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar for that episode, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's a big spoiler alert right there. He did win, Shane. He did win the Golden Globe. Did he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I called that one. Yeah, we knew that three months ago when Danny told us. <laughs> but Man, Danny told, told me the end of the you. movie. I saw it first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny did see it first. I took off the blame, per usual. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that he won the Golden Globe. That's he, exciting. Yeah, best supporting actor, which you would know if you watched the movie was going to happen if you reviewed it to your friends who hadn't seen the movie. Sorry for saying that Robert Downey Jr.'s performance Uh in the most anticipated film of the year was great. Yeah. How dare you say that? You would also know, Danny, if you were in the room with the four other people that were watching the Golden Globes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, my bad. I didn't see it live. Would have been five total if you were watching with them. To your point, Shane, I didn't see it live. I saw a tweet. I didn't see anything in the world. You don't watch anything live anymore? Uh, Very little. Sports. Sports. I watched those football games. I didn't care what the score was. There were times when it was a 23-point game or whatever. Like, like, there were blowouts. 
21 nothing, 27-7, whatever. Those things never got turned off my television. Not 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 once Hell yeah, all baby. weekend long. That's what I'm talking about. Hey man, Football. it's 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 a tremendous product. It 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 is and the fact that like let's fire our coach is on the table for the Cowboys and Eagles who were the, the class of the of their division the entire way. That's on the table here in the middle of January is such a crazy comparison to what the Bears did last Wednesday, right? It makes your head swim about what direction teams think they're going, what the expectations are, um, what they think a coach has to do from year to year. It's it's really a fascinating moment in that way. Yeah, I agree. And before we get to the coaching, just one thing on the quality of the games, and we can circle back around to, to any of this stuff. But uh, I know it's very popular to be like, these weren't good games. And only the Rams-Lions game was close, and the Steelers, who lost by 14, uh, were actually the second closest margin of defeat, which is not good for that. But it's a league of storylines. Like, okay, yeah, it was 45-14 in Texans-Browns. You're telling me it wasn't riveting to see C.J. Stroud lock in best rookie quarterback performance ever? That was pretty entertaining. Chiefs-Dolphins, 19-point game. Tyree Kills return. Andy Reid with the icicles. Taylor Swift in the stands. We're all invested in Mahomes. We're all invested in Kelsey. We're uh-huh. all invested in the elements, the theater of it. Oh, my God, it's un- it's the fourth coldest game in NFL history. I think really entertaining storylines. On and on and on throughout the entire weekend. You couldn't be more right. Um, as I'm watching, yeah, go ahead and roll tape on that or clip and save. You couldn't be more right. Make it your ringtone when I text, whatever you want. But Listen, I mean, I, I know it. You're just finally admitting it. It's, I mean, every time the Cowboys cut it to two scores or 17 or whatever it was, I wanted to see if the Packers would punch back. They were set up to blow them out. But they had to punch back a few times. And Jordan Love kept being able to do it, whether it's with Musgrave on broken coverage by the Cowboys um, or whether it's, again, with Romeo Dobbs, a low-round pick, one of their five or six different wide receivers, which all seem to be kind of you know interchangeable in this crazy, scoutable way. Um, I, I wanted to see what they did. And then I wanted to see if Josh Allen – you know, was going to turn the ball over if Buffalo was going to be able to run the ball when they needed to, because I want to know how seriously I should take that matchup with Kansas City next week. Like, is Buffalo a complete offense again? All those things. I'm invested in in all the storylines and in all the directions by now. And that's what the league does. So when we come back, what you alluded to, the Bears are interviewing guys like Shane Waldron, and Greg Olson for their offensive coordinator job. And in the last hour, it's been announced that the Seattle Seahawks, those coaches' previous employers, put in a request to interview Ben Johnson. (laughs) Bears can't interview Ben Johnson because the head coach opening doesn't exist. Jim Harbaugh has interviewed for the Chargers. Bill Belichick Uh has interviewed with the Falcons. It is a very interesting moment in time on continuity, what you value, 
and what people's risk tolerance is for their sports team. So we will get into all of it as it relates to the Bears and the league next on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I don't know what's going on with any of it. Afternoons on The Score. I think you have to have identity for sure, um, but you also have to be able to adjust. Um, you know, you have to be able to stand on something. You know, a run of the football is one of them. And I also think that but being adjustable and adaptable is another one. Getting the explosives, which I think, you know, was referred to um, there, is, is how you score points. That's how you score points. And, uh, again, we're going to have to continue to grow that way. So that's Matt Eberflus. He is still the Bears head coach because of continuity and the win improvement year over year and presumably the defensive performance and Ryan Poles likes him. I was waiting to see if you'd get to one word that you didn't get to. The word is leadership. Do you believe that the leadership of a good head coach, if truly identified by a good GM is worth keeping? Uh, I think it's a factor. Yeah. I think Mike Tomlin is an incredible leader. You know, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think that leadership is a very valuable characteristic in a head football coach. No, okay. que- no question about it. But I don't know that Matt Eberflus is a great leader. I don't, I don't know that either. We've heard a lot of stories from inside that say that maybe he is. We've some anyway. We see a lot of stuff on the outside that really makes it hard to believe. You know, and so that's been the conversation. Here's why I brought it up. Specifically leadership. Adam Peters is the new general manager in Washington, right? Yep. The commander's guy. Ian Cunningham interviewed there, didn't get it. Where's Peters from? Is he with from John Lynch? Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. So Adam Peters was asked today if you are looking for an offensive mind or a defensive mind as your head coach. And his quote was, we're looking for the best leader for this team. It's not going to be the box. It's not going to be offense or defense. It's going to be the best leader for this organization. Pure period. And we hear that sometimes at the beginning of searches, and I'm cool with that as the deciding factor. And I don't know that you are in terms of leadership. In in their situation, I would disagree with them. Assuming they're going to take a quarterback at two, and assuming that's going to be Drake May, right, just to put a name on it, but but just assuming they're going to take a rookie quarterback, it's a very similar situation to here. I would say... That, the, that continuity for quarterback and proven quarterback maximizer uh-huh. is more important for that guy. Whereas in L.A. with Justin Herbert, if you wanted to say, nah, he's established. He's shown that he can do it with Anthony Lynn. He's shown that he can do it with uh, Brandon Staley. He, that team needs the best overall macro big picture leader, and we already have a great quarterback. I personally would be fine with it, but until you have the great quarterback, I would prioritize that. Now, Jim Harbaugh seems to be both. Seems to be both wins with everybody, gets uh-huh. a lot out of his quarterback, and is a hell of a leader. You know that that's the that's, that's the dream. That's the dream. And I yeah. don't know if you've noticed, he interviewed for the Chargers job. I did. Know. He isn't just the head coach at Michigan. Now, Dan Wetzel <laughs> is reporting. Dan Wetzel is reporting that one of the things that is happening is he is trying to get leverage into his contract offer that is on the table at Michigan to suggest that he cannot be fired for anything that comes out of NCAA sanctions, which would then suggest that, once again, he is just using the NFL for leverage to get a better deal at, ah. Mi- at Michigan. Oh, Thank you for decoding that headline, because I read that Wetzel headline but didn't click the link, and I thought – 
He was saying that he didn't want the Chargers to fire him if he was found guilty of doing collegiate things. And I was like, why would the Chargers are you, fire him? Are you serious? It was poorly worded. It was poorly oh, worded. Oh, Dan Wetzel, one, yes. of the, one of the best sports writers of all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had it be okay? I, His no, tease. What? It was a tease on X, Danny. Okay? Uh, I, it wasn't we, really the article. Uh, it was uh, that. Uh, Okay, you millennial. You think I might have read it wrong? You think I, it might I, be me? I think you might have read it wrong, and I'm thinking Dan Wetzel made it pretty. Dude, Pete Carroll leaves college. The NCAA sanctions don't follow him. Urban Meyer yeah. leaves college. The NCAA yeah, sanctions do not follow but him. But if you leave college and you go to the pros, <laughs> what are the rules then, mister? No, no. That's what I'm saying. That's what those guys did. I know. I know. I know. Pete, Pete Carroll ran from the burning wreckage of USC So, um, it, so to, no, to, the, to the Chargers would not care at all if Michigan got slapped with sanctions sanctions for Jim the next guy at Michigan would have to pay for it. no the article was suggesting Got that it. that is something that they want in the Michigan contract that whatever the NCAA ultimately finds he cannot be fired for it and I will say this if the Chargers go through like a long dalliance with Jim Harbaugh and he goes back to Michigan and tearfully signs an incredibly lucrative contract right they will have um blown a lot of time and Absolutely. space on, on the coaching search, whereas the Bears being out front on the offensive coordinator market means they've got five interviews in the books, baby, and maybe six if they talk to Frank Reich, or they wouldn't have to request like Greg Roman. That was just somebody's source. Yeah, the Greg Roman thing. I mean, we we should spend time going through all of them. At, Let's do that at, later. At, yeah. at detail, we can do. We'll do. We'll do that at three. I just. I do think that it is. Um, it is similar to the quarterback thing. Justin Fields is good. I think you need to take a swing at great. But, of course, if you take a swing at great, he could bust. Right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a pretty high degree of risk tolerance to move on from good to bring terrible into the equation. Right? Caleb Williams could bust. Drake May could bust. Like, whereas Justin Fields, he has shown he is not a bust. Right. So you have to have a high degree of risk tolerance to be okay with that. If you fire Matt Eberflus, who GM likes, players like, defense improves, he doesn't appear to be a bust, and you go out and hire the next young offensive thing, you could get the next Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, or you could get Josh McDaniels or Nathaniel Hackett. Or, you know, like the, some of these yeah. guys will bust and be fired in two years. Others of them will set records for their offense. I understand very much what the Bears are doing in choosing to keep uh, what they feel is, is momentum, keep what they feel is growth and a team on the rise. I, I totally, I totally get it. And I believe if they get the offensive coordinator and the quarterback right, this, this can be a beautiful thing very, very quickly. Maybe not reach what the Houston Texans are, but certainly have a really good year, a really exciting year. If they get the quarterback at number one right, who everybody seems to think if it's just about playing is clearly this one guy, and then you also get the coordinator, you can be the lucky team that has their offensive coordinator be requested for head coaching interviews like Bobby Slowick of the Texans is being requested by five teams <laughs> right now. Five teams want to talk to Bobby Slowick about his head coaching uh, possibilities. And then you just have to be sure that you taught as much as you could in the one year. If that's all we get, then we have to hope that our version of Bobby Slowick teaches our version of CJ Stroud enough 
that it becomes institutionalized knowledge and the next coordinator can lead you down the path. And I will take that possibility as my best case scenario. Of, of course. I think that the uh, – it isn't the best case scenario, though. It's of, the best of where case we are scenario right now. of where you are right now. Of where we are. Right. There is still a great case scenario yeah. based from where we are right now. And that right. is one of the many examples that just played out over this playoff weekend. Marlo Stanfield in the wire. One of them good problems is one of his most iconic lines, right? If you are so good with Caleb Williams next year that Shane Waldron is on the short list to be everybody's head coach next year and he leaves, yes, that is a significant improvement from the problems of the Bears offense of my entire life, which is that no one was interested in hiring any of their coaches or employing any of their quarterbacks ever after they left the Bears. Uh-huh. So, so that, that, that would be great. I'm just saying if you did it my way, you would have avoided that problem in the first place. I totally understand what you're saying. But <laughs> if, the, if the best case scenario is to become the Texans next year, that's also the Buffalo Bills plus two extra years, right? Because we're talking about – Dayball coming in under the defensive coach McDermott and transforming Josh Allen or building something with Josh Allen. Yeah. And then he leaves and it's Dorsey who seemed to be bad, but then they fired Dorsey and took care of that situation in the middle of the year. And here are the bills with Josh Allen and the defensive head coach again, moving forward. Like you, with some continued maintenance, I wonder what would have happened if Nick Sirianni would have fired the offensive coordinator of the Eagles in the middle of this year like they did in Buffalo, and Sirianni started calling plays again, which he used to do but gave up in 2021. Like the Eagles clearly should have gotten aggressive two months ago and shaken up that offense, and they did not. They shook up the defense, but they probably should have shaken up both of them. Yep, and it might end up costing him his job, and they were in the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> insane. It's insane. It's insane, but that's the league. And it's not only what have you done for me lately, it's what I realistically believe you will do in the future. So we got five names. The Falcons are with Belichick. The Chargers are with Harbaugh. The Seahawks are interviewing everybody. The young, hot offensive names will not consider the Bears because they don't have a good enough opening. But we got five names attached to the Bears. What do we make of them? Next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.